I've been scorned and slandered and ridiculed too Had to struggle every day my whole life through See my share of the worst that this world can give But I still got a dream and a burning rage to live Walk hard Hello and welcome to Diminishing Returns My name is Alan and with me this week is a slightly poorly soul I, I am ill. Yeah, so if you have a sexy, gravelly voice yeah, today. Yeah, 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 sultry. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if your loins start to melt whilst you're listening, <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> Any, yeah. Can you do a good Liam Neeson impression at the moment, though? Uh, pro- probably, no, what's that? No, 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 I can't. <laughs> Can you do a Jeffrey Tumbo impression? Hey now! Oh, that helps the Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> the Tambor Tambor. Who else uh, has got a deep voice? Okay, so... Anti, Anti-Chris Rock. What? What's that? The, the, the Anti-Chris Rock from the Nether Realm. No? <laughs> Chris Rock? <laughs> <All right. laughs> what? <laughs> does, does Chris Rock have a high voice? Is that what you're saying? Yes! Does he? Yes! Chris Rock is up here! I can't do it, but he is. Chris Rock, when he voices that zebra in Madagascar, he's so high pitched. <laughs> basketball Jones! I got a basketball Jones! I got a basketball Jones! Ooh, baby! Anyway, he's no Chris Tucker, but he's up there. (laughs) Okay, so, Sol, this week uh, we are doing uh, what we like to call our personal choice films. Uh, We we call them that because one of us chooses it. Um, And And you... I I think this was the most egregious example of one of us just being like, fuck it. Yeah. We usually make some attempts to pick something that (laughs) will have mainstream appeal. But you, (laughs) you this week... I've gone for something that's very much a personal favourite of yours. Uh, it is Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Uh, Look, the John right? C. Riley sort of kind of the musical biopic spoof, I guess it is, from 2007. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, you've mentioned many a time that this is one of your favourite films, specifically comedy, I guess. And you've Have you not seen it, it before, Alan? You've praised it in many ways. I have seen it before. It was so long ago that I. I didn't remember anything except it was just like, eh, it's fine. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your justification of why you like it so much, because it's beyond me (laughs) what you could possibly (laughs) be finding in it. Oh, man. Because this is, let me be clear, this is not like me with Vince Vaughn, where it's just like, I know it's not necessarily the best film, but I just enjoy it on some level. You really think this is a well-made film? Um... No, I think it's kind of, I think it's a bit like... Already climbing bad. down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Already backing off. Well, can I ask well, I don't, you... I don't think it's a bad film at all. I don't think it's a particularly remarkable film, if I'm completely objective about it. But it, it really does it for me on a personal yeah. level. I do think there's elements to it that are done exceptionally well. I, I think it was robbed of a, an Oscar nod for the uh, 
best original song category, for example. It, it absolutely deserves some attention there. Well, can I ask you, um, you watched this film the other day in, re- in preparation for the record. When was the yeah. time previously you'd watched it? How long had it been? Um, Probably a, a fair few years. I mean, part the main reason I chose it was that I think used to watch it again. Yeah, we we were all lamenting. I think just that we don't really have time to watch anything that isn't yeah. specifically in preparation for this podcast anymore. Mm. And I just wanted to watch Walk Hard again because <laughs> it's been ages since I've seen it, and I fancied having a nice, easy uh, <laughs> film without any sequels that I could just sit down and enjoy. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'll pick it, and then I get to watch it. So let me ask you: um, Did you find on your most recent watching that you're did, did you watch it and go, eh, do you know what? This hasn't, this doesn't hold up as well as I thought it would. Or were you like still happy with it? This is one of those films where the more you watch it, the more you sort of double down on how funny you find it. <laughs> do you not? You must get like that with some stuff. Like yeah, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. You know, like my our friend, well, my friend Mark, who loves Father Ted. Yeah. And every time, and 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 he sits there laughing at every single line out loud every time he watches it even though he's watched it 500 600 times before and you know you know there's no way he sat there laughing that hard the first time he watched it but it's cuz he's he's examined every scene in so much detail that now he's just getting yeah. off on like everything I, that he also smoked a great to... deal of marijuana as well, <laughs> if I recall maybe maybe you're connected to to that somehow <laughs> <laughs> this does strike me as a sort of let's get stoned and watch a shitty comedy film. This this probably does. Fight, yeah, I'm, fit sure, under I'm that sure this film would be wonderful if you were if you were. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's get into the business end of this. So this film, I get, I suppose it's primarily a take on like Walk the Line, Walk the Line more than anything. Um, yeah. But then there's definitely the Bob Dylan stuff yep. in there, uh, and a few other things. Obviously, they touch on the Beatles. I think there's a bit of uh, was it Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's some of that yeah, in there. It, it's a it's a genre parody, you know, and it, I think one of its strengths is personally, I, I think it is a an absolute pitch perfect takedown of an entire subgenre. I I think it's the best kind of spoof movie, in that it's one that plays on meta levels where you kind of have to imagine the production behind it, the fictional production that's gone into making it. Um, and yeah, I just I I think it's quite savage in that. I can't really watch musical biopics or similar without thinking back to scenes from this film that have made fun of them. Like to this day, I think Rocket Man. When we were talking about that, I, I or certainly there were scenes when I watched Rocket Man where I was like rolling my eyes and thinking it's oh, a bit too close to Walk Hard. This, <laughs> and I like Rocket Man, you know. But um, <laughs> A Star well, Is Born, even I think we complained about some stuff being too close to. But yeah, I, do, I think it's a. Uh, in terms of taking down a genre, it it just it just maps out that <laughs> every film that's like a musical biopic, basically. It's it's yeah. Well, let me let me tell you sort of what my major problem with the film was, uh, All right. and that is that I did not laugh at any point. Oh, what is wrong with you? I didn't find it particularly funny, and I I sniggered a couple of times, um, but. Even on those occasions, like, there was some little joke, and I go, "Uh," that was kind of about as good as, and then, after I'd sniggered at it, someone then explained the joke, just in case, and then they repeated the joke, at least once more. When do they explain them? What are you talking about? Every single joke was just 
driven into the ground. Like everything oh. was explained, everything was du- like done two or three times, and it was just like I was really sick of I it. I don't agree. Do you know what this did? It remind me of um, stuff like the you know the Zucker Brothers uh, airplane and all that. And I don't like them either. So uh, that's not, not. I'm not. That's not a compliment. I've never particularly been fond of uh, their stuff. Not that I dislike them massively, but like airplane, I've never got on board with airplane. I never quite know how to feel about them because I don't think airplane's that great. But I do think the Naked Gun is yeah. hilarious. So I'm sort of in the middle. But I know I see what you mean. There's a lot of that in there. I think what elevates this above. Um, those films is like I say the satirical element, the fact that it is just ripping this genre apart, but mm. you know, not not in a mean spirited way. It's... There's also a hell of there's a real Judd Apatow feel with, hey, well, let's Judd Apatow get, wrote it exactly, but hey, let's just improvise eight lines and then we'll find the best three and use them. Yeah, but I'm a fan of that. I know you hate <sighs> it. I like Judd Apatow's work. It reminds me of watching a Will Ferrell film. And just like, yeah. Yeah, so great. I love sick, Will Ferrell. Sick of it now. Sick. Yeah, maybe I liked it 10, 15 years ago when it was. Anyway. What a cast, Alan. What a cast. Uh, a lot of. There's a lot of cameos. Uh, little. Every single role ones. in this film is like someone significant. To me, anyway. <laughs> Go on. Okay, well, let's talk about the cast. Obviously, our main guy here is John C. Riley, who my, plays. Possibly Jimmy my favourite actor. Yeah, you've. Well, this is another. You, I think you've got a real weakness for him. I think you see past. The flaws. Um, but this like is it. him firing on all cylinders. This is like a real... Not only is it quite rare to get a lead performance from John C. Riley. anyway, he's normally left in the sort of supporting bit part roles. This is him really being allowed to, you know... Yeah, do, out do of the shadow and... of Pharrell. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he does a great job here. I think he's really good. He's really... I think he's really funny. He's, he's allowed to show off his musical talents. I, I think he's actually got a very nice singing voice. John you do, Riley. don't you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think he's a good singer for someone who is primarily not a singer. Uh, fair enough. Before this, it was just fucking Mr. Cellophane, and that was bullshit. I tell you, cellophane, Mr. So, do you know anything about this? Was he kind of involved in production? Was this like his baby, or did were they literally just like get him on board? Because it feels like maybe it's just because he is the lead, but it feels like he's a driving force. You know what I mean? Like it's this is like maybe a little bit of a passion project he's always wanted to do, and yeah, get the opportunity to sing and stuff. But I don't know. It feels like that, which is probably credit to him as a performer, even if it isn't. Okay. It's so heavily Walk the Line inspired, and it came out two years after Walk the Line, Mm. bear in mind, that I think what probably happened is Judd Apatow and the other guy who wrote it just thought, hey, we should do a spoof of this and these films in general. You know, it'd be great for that, John C. Mm. Riley. I just made uh, Step Brothers with him and Will Ferrell. I think you're probably right. Well, I think that's credit to John C. Riley because it does come across as like that and he's not a named producer or anything which generally would be if mm. he'd been sort of nursing the project 
Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, so who else pops up? So we've got uh, Kristen Vig plays a twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean that's that's a gag they go back to a few times, but I find it hilarious every time. Every time is like, you know, I'm fourteen years old or whatever, and he's it's John C. Riley, and yeah. Daddy said that if we move back home, he could give you a permanent job at the slaughterhouse. You can make an honest living. Went up to hang your head in shame, walking around like some kind of a failure. I think I'm doing okay for a 15-year-old with a wife and a baby. (laughs) Uh, One of the main characters, actually, is uh, played by Tim Meadows. He's in it it most of the way through. Probably probably Tim Meadows' best best role I've seen him in as well, actually. Tim Meadows is a guy who just pops up and stuff, but this is probably the most substantial role I've ever seen him in. He does, yeah, pop up in all sorts of things. He normally gets one scene in things rather than... It's quite an understated performance, really. Yeah, for such a big comedy, actually, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's quite a giving, uh, selfless performance and that he's really just supporting those around him. But I I think it works very well. I did like... um... The, so the repeated joke with him is when Dewey walks in on him uh, doing some sort of drugs. <laughs> Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well... well. I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. (laughs) Okay, but just this once. Come on in. Uh, go on, who else is in it, man? Who's our big names here? Who else? Well, big names or just... Who's uh, the major characters first? Major characters. Well, we have um, Jenna Fisher playing yep. the other love interest, the more significant love interest. Kristen, Kristen Wiig kind of gets forgotten about mm. a third of the way into the film, which is, um, I think, very deliberate. It's taking the piss out of these sorts of films where there'll just be a character who's a huge part up front who gets completely sidelined because it's based on real life and real life isn't well written. In the main cast, you've got his two um, his two bandmates mm-hmm. who are... Uh, what's he called? Uh, you've got Chris... Chris... Oh, what's his name? Parnell. Yeah, Chris Parnell. I see him in a lot of things. He's one of those people who crops up all the time. Well, it must be psychosomatic. Now, don't worry, that's just a fancy doctor word for your brain is broken. Unfortunately, there's no field of medicine that deals with the brain. But I can give you a pamphlet for a cult. You hear his voice more often than you see him and stuff. This is Earth Radio. And now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird in this because he's doing a kind of southerner voice. So, but yeah, there's Chris Parnell and uh, Matt Besser as as Dave, the other bandmate. I think they're both very good in this. Yeah. It's just cast with you know significant people, comedy people, Judd Apatow's people who mm-hmm. 
in many cases weren't that big a deal at the time, but have gone on to become significant since. There were people when I watched it this time that I didn't know, I didn't realise were in the film, because I obviously wasn't aware of who they were when I first wa- when I last watched it. Mm-hmm. So we should you... give an indication of how long it's been since I watched it. One example of that being um, uh, Jack McBrayer as mm-hmm. a DJ who has like one line. Here's America's new hit song, Walk Hard, recorded just 35 minutes ago by Dewey Cox. I don't think I realised he was in the film. Yeah. Um, he was obviously Kenneth in 30 Rock. Yeah. And Fix It Felix in Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Craig Robinson's got a substantial role more than the cameo i'd say mm-hmm. yeah craig robinson plays a, a singer that, bobby shad that kind of inadvertently helps young Dewey cox now that scene if anything i wanted a bit more of that scene because oh it, it didn't comment on it enough it, like bobby shad who's played by craig robinson he's the singer and he's ill so he can't play so Dewey cox goes up and gets the record contract <laughs> that's so fucking good though <laughs> When the guy says, um, I got a full house coming tonight. If Bobby Shad can't play, I need to find someone who can. I'm fine. I can play through the pain. And maybe you should have thought about this before you punch your landlord while you got the laryngitis. <laughs> yeah. Because he's hurt his hand, so he can't play guitar, Alan, and he can't sing. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh God. This is my sort of humor. This is great. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you what? You, you like sit there giggling about. Jay and Silent Bob saying like snoochie noodles, <laughs> and I was just sort of like, I don't really get it, but whatever. And you were just there going, <laughs> and, uh, fair enough. And now, I, now I'm here, just, just, uh, you know, remembering, I'm ready for sex. <laughs> like, so then, and that's another element of just, let's make sure we just absolutely grind this joke into the ground uh when who is it who's playing the um who's the guy who plays the 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 record guy at this in the studio when they're recording the first song all right hopefully stop that stop your singing i will not have this in my studio if you just let me play one of my songs that i wrote i think you'll like it a whole lot better you have failed conclusively it's over and there is nothing that you can do here in this room that can turn that around. Nothing you can do that can make up for what you just did to that Samore. Well, my mother liked it a whole lot. Your mother was wrong. And if somehow you were able to sing a song now, bringing these boys together who you haven't even met, and make something so personal, so new, that the whole world takes notice, and that your life is never the same again. But I'm telling you right now, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, son. I'm going to give you 15 more seconds. Thank you, sir. Uh, Dude, we don't know this song. You just follow me. Walk hard. Hard walk hard down life. So yeah, so John Michael Higgins plays the record producer, and it's like they're really going for like 
because it's like right you you know give me one last chance to impress you and, and then he's like there is absolutely no and nothing you can do to that's to what's do funny that. alan though is is how how often repeat often repeat it, yeah well i know that was what was supposed to be funny about it I just... you might you might not know this but i i actually find it really funny when stuff just gets like beaten into the ground yes, to the point that it's not funny anymore yeah. well yes yeah, i know, argue you, I know you like a subtle touch like the the comedy stylings of Big Mama's house is very subtle, <laughs> but um, I actually quite like it when they just sort of yeah. plow into it. Well, that makes know, sense why you like this it. film. Then, so what else? You got Frankie Muniz, Buddy Holly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm awful nervous, Buddy Holly. Dewey, you'll be fine. Or my name's not Buddy Holly. Weird. <laughs> But what's more amusing is Jack White as Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> Jack, Jack White of the White Stripes playing a sort of unnecessarily violent Elvis. <laughs> Dang Elvis Presley, you didn't have to rile him up like that. <laughs> what now? No, I'm just, excuse me, what? I'm just saying, we gotta follow that. And... Listen to this right now. There's two things you need to know. Uh -huh. I'm the king. And number two is, look out, man. Oh. Look at that, you're coming at you. You see that? It's called karate, man. And only two kinds of people know it. The Chinese and the king. And one of them is me. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. funny. It's a funny film. Oh, God. I mean, can we talk about the the the, the crown and the, the jewel in the crown of this film's cameos? The people who... Sh the Beatles? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, this is something the film revels in, and again, it's getting into that meta territory. They, they've the joke is they've cast a big name as these famous musicians who isn't right for the role. You can't do the accent. Kind. <laughs> they are played by uh, it's Paul Rudd as John Lennon. Mm -hmm. Is that no, no? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Paul Rudd as John Lennon. Justin Long as George Harrison, Jason Schwartzman as Ringo Starr, and Jack Black as Paul McCartney. And, oh my god, I mean, that, for me, that that is it's fucking hilarious, Alan. Don't you agree, John Lennon? Yes, Dewey Cox. With meditation, there's no limit to what we can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> the Beatles, the four Beatles. Mm. Us. From Liverpool. Yeah, we are from Liverpool. Mm. We used to play those dark clubs in Hamburg. Remember that, Paul? Of course I do. I booked him. I'm the leader of the Beatles. There's a scene where I think Jack Black is intentionally doing a Scottish accent. Oh, for well, one yeah, line. definitely, yeah, yeah. But I have to say, I like your stuff. It's pretty good, and uh, most of your records I really enjoy. Well, we're big fans of your records too. <laughs> but just, I mean, and this is the most egregious part of the film, where they've obviously just let them improvise for as long as they're on set, and they've whittled it down to to something usable but i love it because it's it's the most lazy improv but <laughs> hilarious great record great record why don't you just let him decide if he wants to take lsd he'll take it he doesn't have to listen to you you're not the boss of him don't tell me what to say and what not to say paul mccartney i'm sick of you being so dark when i'm so impish and whimsical i'm sick of it hey everyone i've I'm got a brand new mantra hmm? um paul's a big fat cunt <laughs> don't know why you're doing let me write more songs you know i just, I just sit here while my guitar Quietly whimpers. Well, you are the quiet one, so why don't you shut the fuck up? I've got a song about an octopus. Jam it up your ass. You're lucky we still like to play drums. Mm. Wow. Seems like there's a rift happening between the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if your songs will still be shit when I'm 64. It's brilliant. 
<laughs> is it brilliant though, <laughs> or is it some mates pissing about? <laughs> it's so funny. It's not though, is it? Yes. <laughs> Let's get into something else. Let's talk about the songs. <laughs> Walk hard, hard down life's rocky road. Walk bold, hard at my creed, my cold. I've been scorned and scorned. Oh, now, genuinely, I, I will stick up for the soundtracks of this film as being like legitimately wonderful. Okay, go on. Well, it's fucking great. The, the main song, Walk Hard, is brilliant. It's pitch-perfect parody of kind of Johnny Cash's entire career. Um, but it's a really, you know, catchy, fun song in its own right. It was nominated for a Golden Globe Award, for whatever that's worth, uh, as well as a, a Grammy but uh, didn't get didn't get an Oscar nod. I think it deserved one. I mean, the, the song. I, I what I like, what I appreciate about the songs is they do kind of hit a lot of genres, and they're playing with like do the Bob Dylan one and all that. Yeah, they kind yeah, of play yeah. around with it. Mailboxes drip like lampposts in the twisted birth canal of the Coliseum. Rim job fairy teapots mask the temper tantrum. Oh, say can you see them? I think they make good use of the songs without them feeling too egregious. I yeah, oh and I mean the soundtrack to this film if if you enjoy this film I can't recommend going and listening to the soundtrack enough because there's a whole load of songs on there that aren't in the film or are barely in the film and you get to listen to the the full version. Walk on. Stay tuned. When we come back, Cox sings David Bowie. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. We'll be right back with more Cox after this. Hey, hope you're enjoying this week's episode. I know it's a bit of an odd choice, but that's cool, right? It's mixing it up a bit. Just a, a reminder that we do, of course, have a Patreon now patreon.com forward slash dim returns head over there and for as little as a dollar a month you can get access to all sorts of bonus material including fully fledged bonus episodes diminisodes early access to episodes before they go up and the ability to take part in voting for upcoming episodes among other things so if you want to see as weird a choice as walk hard you can make it happen. Patreon.com forward slash Dim Returns. But of course, we'd be nothing without listeners, so please do tell your friends, recommend the show whenever you can, and if you haven't already, go and rate and review us on iTunes. It would be massively appreciated, that one. Walk hard, new moon, 
Walk bold, Buzz Lightyear is as bold as can be. I, the one I, the one I actually liked, the one that sort of stuck out more to me was "Let's Duet." Well, let's yeah, duet. that one's that's because a brilliant. It's bit the of most, it's the most overtly com- comedic one. It's actually yeah. like funny lyrics, whereas most of them are just kind of like, oh, it's sort of a take on that kind of music, and it's not particularly funny. Um, like they, they putting too much effort into actually making it good and a legitimate song yeah. rather than funny. <laughs> whereas let's yeah. let's duet. They, they, you know, a lot of wordplay. Uh, In my dreams, you're blowing me. Some kisses. That's one of my favorite things to do. You and I could go down in history. That's what I'm praying to do with you. Let's do it in ways that make us feel good. I agree. It's, it's very, good, very funny. Good song. Good sequence in general. I think Jenna Fisher is is great in that role. Yeah, she's not singing that song, of course. It's, uh, it's someone else singing. Is it? Yeah, she's miming. Uh, it's John C. Riley though. John C. Riley's doing her voice. Angela Correa is whoever's singing that with him. Do you want to do you want to sing some of the songs for us, Sol? I know you like a bit of singing. I can do Walk Hard on the guitar, Alan, but my guitar's in the other room. Oh, what? It's one of the best songs I can do on the guitar, because normally I only know the basic chords, but with that one I can do the little, like, ding, 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 like the sort of picking on it. You're guilty as charged. I never lost a fight in my life. I'll send you home crying to your fat and ugly wife. If you don't believe me when I tell you this, let me introduce you to my rock heart If you're accusing me of living too hard Well, I'm guilty I'm guilty as charged that's very Johnny Cash as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the I love the sequence, uh, the scene where he's having an argument with uh, his partner. And, and so you like, never done nothing you shouldn't have done to me. What have I ever done to you? Like that time you woke up in the middle of the night and drank up all the milk, and then I got up, had my cornflakes, there's none left. Joey, you cheated on me. Oh, so I'm a cheater, but you can just drink up all the milk, and that's fine. Okay, all right, that's fine. I get it. You're innocent, and I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Don't you dare write a song right now, do we? Uh, there's a whole load of Bob Dylan sort of send-up songs in this. It's a basically if you if you ever listen to the full-length version of that song, it's just a string of offensive words. And I stand for the dyke, and I stand for the retard, I stand for the Chinaman washing my socks, I stand for the bum, and the pimp, and the bugger, and the cripple that lives on my street in the box. Yeah, that was... 
But then, yeah, again, they just sort of kept, they just, like, that's that was a throwaway gag as far as I was concerned, and then they did an entire song yeah. about it. Well, they don't put the full song in the film, though, do they? It's on the soundtrack. Mm. I, they, they're very good at doing sort of new versions of Walk Hard. After he discovers cocaine, he suddenly starts performing punk rock versions of Walk Hard, and, and they they sound very legitimately like punk rock. Walk Hard! Yeah, another another gag where he does they he does a very punky style song and then someone goes to him. No one likes that kind of music, you damn punk. Just in case you didn't get it. Yeah. Just good, really slap you in the face with those punchlines. There's uh there's the bit at the end when Lyle Lovett and um Jewel Kilsher and Jackson Brown come out and perform Walk Hard at his Lifetime achievement thing. There's the mm-hmm. um, the the little nutsack walk hard rap remix, which is wonderful if you get to listen to the full version. But you, you only get a clip. He's such an asshole when you give your back pole smack dab in the middle of your asshole. Must be those pair double D's that got a nigga sitting rock hard in his jeans. And I never rock a filler, but I rock a Cinderella while she's sitting in between a nigga legs like a cello. Time to play, make your mouth into a whole note Tell me how I feel when I'm rocking your phone Yeah! I kind of like that because they just took the one word from the song. <laughs> they didn't even use war card. It was just hard. Uh, that, is, that, was, that was good. Uh, what else have we got? Beautiful Ride, the song he does at the end. Oh, God, Alan, this film is so, it's conceptually so funny. The whole thing, it starts with him about to go on stage, and he's he, the guy's worried he's late. Nat Faxon, who uh, voices Elfo in Disenchantment. Disenchanted, sorry. Uh, comedian, he's looking around. You should like Nat Faxon. He was the he was that teacher you found so funny in Bad Teacher, your favourite film, <laughs> which apparently apparently Walk Hard couldn't possibly live up to the likes of Bad Teacher that you think is hilarious. Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to wonder whether this has always been about the money. You never loved me. I don't love you. I have been listening to you whine about opera for the last year. Okay. If the younger generation doesn't get into opera, then guess what? No more opera. An art form has died. If opera goes away, we're fucked. Yeah, the, the film opens with him looking for Dewey Cox, and then he, like, downstairs, Tim Meadows is like, Mr. Cox? You don't have to give him a moment, son. Dewey Cox needs to think about his entire life before he plays. And we cut back to it at the end and he goes up and performs beautiful ride and then he dies it's just like that is just i mean that is a savage savage takedown of these films that is that is just is beautiful i love it and that song beautiful ride is a really nice song now that i have lived a lifetime's worth of days finally i see 
the folly of my ways. So listen when I sing of the temptations of this world, fancy cars and needles, whiskey, flesh, and about the good walk and the hard walk and the young girls you made cry it's about make a little music every day till you die it's a beautiful ride why was that i was disappointed with that song because they're building up to it all the, all, the whole thing like he's like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna write the ultimate song that represents me and my life and then it wasn't funny, and it wasn't even like a particularly amazing song or anything. I didn't... Nah, it's a nice song. It's a very oh, nice song. Came from it. There's a song at the end, on the end credits, called Dewey Cox Died, which is great. Put him in the ground, start to shovel dirt. Grown men turn away, cannot bear the hurt. He fell out of a tree, fell upon his head, rushed him to a hospital. They're pronounced dead. Hey, have you heard the news? Dewey Cox died. No, say it isn't so. Dewey Cox died. I mean, I've run out of things to say about this film now. I've. <laughs> so. I didn't like it. But there you go. I didn't think it was very funny, and given that that was its sort of raison d'être, I think that was important. So I don't really know what else to say. Do you want to? Do you want to say anything else you like about it, and I can disagree? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you like that he had all those zoo animals? I did. I like that he had a chimp, and I like that. I like that he had to borrow money from the chimp to get a mortgage on his house. I think that they're going. In a studio, in a meeting, pitch meeting or whatever, script meeting, they were like, oh, do you know what would be funny? If he got rich and so he got a chimp. Yeah, and just because you said that, that means it isn't funny. Well done. What? <laughs> well, of course they're sat at a, a, a script meeting saying, hey, I think it'd be funny if this happened. That's how comedies are made. Yeah, my point is that's not funny. That was that like that should be day one where you're just throwing out some silly. The chimps ideas. just there in the background. It just wasn't funny enough. <laughs> that's that's the well, it wasn't funny. I, I didn't find it funny, and that's my major problem with the film. I think. I know, but your sense of humor is weird, isn't it? It's all right. Did you not find it funny when they're at the the dinner party, the lunch, the barbecue type outdoorsy party? Hey boys, have you seen Dewey? Uh, I think I saw him in the barn with that long-haired guy. Oh, yeah, he was talking to Charlie, Charlie Manson. Oh, his music is horrible, but he's a really nice guy. Oh, couldn't yeah, be nice. He's a nice guy. Oh, God, no. No, that was... Why? What is... It's, 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 someone mentions, hey, oh, look, that's... A guy, see that guy with the long hair? He's called Charlie Manson. And then yeah, someone goes, then the oh, his music sucks, but he's such a nice guy. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the joke. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant! That's What's, hilarious. Why is that hilarious? Because you because you know what Charlie Manson did, right? 
<laughs> He's made some great albums. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, as a throwaway line, I've not got a problem with it particularly, but it's not... Right, what about the bit when they're all they're all telling him off? Fuck you, Dewey! Yeah, fuck you, Dewey. In 20 years, not once have you thrown a woman my way. You don't think we like cheating on our wives, too? And you never once paid for drugs. Not once. You pay that, that chimp more than you pay us. I had to borrow from the chimp to get a mortgage on my house. And those stupid Siamese glass cats you get us every year for Christmas. I don't want any more Siamese glass cats. The Siamese cat is a symbol of nobility in ancient Egypt. Fuck nobility. Fuck ancient Egypt. Fuck cats. And you never paid for drugs. Not once. You slept with my wife. You slept with me too, and I've had confused feelings about that for ten years now. And you never once paid for drugs. Not once. Yeah, that was fine as a joke. Yeah, that was work. That worked. Do you not find it funny that no. he reconciles I mean, I with his dad? No, I don't what the end of this sentence is. <laughs> didn't laugh at any point. Gog, tell me a film, right? What would you point to as an example of a funny film? <laughs> a funny... Film. Hmm. Just give me an example of one. Give me a few. Give me like three films you think are really funny. I don't know. God, you're putting me on the spot. Um, Still Game. I like Still Game. (laughs) That's a fucking sitcom. Yeah, exactly. It's comedy. Do you find? Do you actually find Still Game funny? Yeah. Like laugh out loud funny. Yeah, I don't know how out loud, but yeah, basically. Here you. What do you think you're doing? Painting. Oh, painting. <laughs> oh, you must work for the council. It's just that I don't see you in a boiler suit there. So is all this because you've got nothing to do, is that it? Lads, when we were growing up, there was nothing to do either. But we didn't even resort to vandalising things, you know what I mean? Aye, aye, but we'd just get a ball, kick it a boot all night. Well into the night, right up to lighting up time, aye? Aye, aye, or go away to the park and fish for baggy minis. Aye, or we would get sticks, make them into wee boats, <laughs> race them. We find things to do. Well, that's what you've got to do, you've got to find things to amuse yourself. I mean, that's going to be better than this. This isn't getting you anywhere. Shut up. Now you listen to me. Right, you. Right, beat it, you old bastard. I mean... Well, you watch it. Sh- yeah, it's it's enjoyable in a very light-hearted, soft kind of way. Like, yeah. oh, this is like having a nice warm glass of milk before going to bed. It's not like you sit there going, ha ha ha, this is hilarious. It maybe made me laugh out loud three times over the course of its entire run. And that was probably just because someone going like, get out of here, you ball bag! And a Scottish <laughs> accent was funny. It is funny. Scottish accent. Well, we're big fans of your records too. Anyway. So, <laughs> what about like Adam Sandler films? Oh, yeah. See, yeah, there you go. Grown Ups, one of your favourites. No, sorry, Grown Ups 2, isn't it? One of your favourites. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. It is! <laughs> you love Grown Ups 2! No, I, I don't you know. You do! I don't, I don't know if I... Let me look up my rating point. Let's find out. You made me watch it. <laughs> that doesn't mean I loved it. I might have enjoyed it. Uh, Grown Ups, I gave 7 out of 10 to, so obviously like that. Uh, grown ups two, I gave five out of ten to. So that doesn't sound like uh, love maybe to it was me. Grown ups, not grown Must ups. Been grown, ups. grown ups, which is a classic comedy. I think it's sort of one is of it a classic instant comedy? classics? Yeah. Did you not like it when Simon Helberg turned up as Dreidel Lakaim? I know you're a big 
fucking fan of the big bong thing. <laughs> Bing bong thing. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of the Bing bong theory. You do find it funny though, don't you? You do think that's actually a funny uh, bit of comedy. No, I think it's a standard by the numbers TV sitcom crap. That's not to say it's not watchable. You do watch and designed enjoy it though, to be. Right? Well, I haven't watched it for years, but when it was on TV all the time, I watched it. Is it just because you fancy the the woman one? The woman scientist. Uh, she's not in it very much. She's in the first series and then. The one I like, anyway. What's her name? Melissa Gilbert? I don't know. The one who played Darlene in Roseanne. I like her. <sighs> Sarah Gilbert? Something Gilbert. I don't know. I don't know. So. Go on, break my heart, Alan. Let's let's get down to brass tacks here. What, what's your rating? I give it 8 out of 10. I think it's a well-deserved, very solid spoof comedy. I think it's very funny. It obviously depends on your sense of humour. Mm. And I think it's elevated. It's a kind of solid comedy that's elevated by a great cast, great performances and wonderful music. Yeah, I mean that's a sensible score for a film you really like, which is, but which is ultimately quite lightweight. I think that's sensible. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to make my score sound even more harsh now. Uh, I didn't like the film. I didn't think it was funny. I think it failed at what it was ultimately trying to do. I gave it 4 out of 10. Oh, you are taking the piss, Alan. That is outrageous. And I resent you making me watch it. So there. I would be genuinely... This is relatively rare that we're so out of step on a film. Well, it's comedy, though. I think we're often... I think our sense of humour is quite... Weirdly, to say we we seem to sync up and laugh at the same stuff when we're doing the show. Every time one of us sends a link to something to the other one to laugh, like, look at this funny thing. The other one just doesn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would be very interested, more so than usual, because I'm not usually interested, in what our our good listeners out there think of this film, because it's obviously a divisive one. A lot of them probably haven't seen this film. Mm. It's a hearty recommendation from me. Uh, hopefully some of the hilarious clips that made it into this episode's edit. Yeah, I guess you're editing this one, then you can <laughs> put all your favourite songs in there. Get out of here, Dewey! You don't want no part of this shit! What y'all doing in here? We doing pills, uppers and downers. They're the logical next step for you. I want some of that shit! Uh, I've convinced you to go and go and watch this. Uh, obviously you're a big fan of John C. Riley. Who isn't, eh? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of John C. Riley. Go and look at him shine. I am a fan of John C. Riley, but but why am I? Why am I a fan of John C. Riley? Let me have a look. What's he done? What are the good roles he's done? Walk Hard. Okay. Try again. Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph was good. I think it's a good, perfectly good performance in that. <sighs> Chicago. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah, he's good in that. I got a few lines of Boogie Nights. <laughs> Gangs in hey. New York. Don't it just make you feel all warm inside when you hear him talk? Yeah, I mean, he's likeable. We need to talk about Kevin. I'm looking through he his... Get shot uh, by a bow and arrow. IMDb, and there's nothing that particularly jumps out as go, oh, that is the John C. Riley performance. The well, one I, that I, think he, the I think his career is predominantly, like, small supporting roles. Yeah, which suits him. And he does a lot with them. He was great in Stan and Ollie. He was amazing in Stan and Ollie, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. That was a real powerhouse performance. But that's it. I think he's got the talent. I think he really can act when he wants to, but he's perfectly happy doing weird little videos for Adult Swim and and, and Funny or Die, and I like him. A comedian at the Oscars, the saddest man of all. Your movies may make millions, but your name they'll never call. I guess 
you don't like laughter and a smile brings you down a comedian at the oscars is the saddest bitterest alcoholic clown jack black will ferrell what did you think when you took off your pants and you ran around that racetrack and you did that silly dance what did you think i thought they'd love me win tonight, but we shall win the ultimate fight. And I'm not speaking in a metaphor, I mean literally, I am going to fight the nominees! I like the way you're talking. I'm hey, sick of this crap. Leo, you think you can date supermodels and win awards? I'm gonna elbow you in the larynx! Ryan Gosling, you're all hipping now. Well, I'm gonna break your hip right now! Fellas! Fellas! Riley. 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 <laughs> there is madness must stop. There is no need to fear. You can have your cake and eat it too. Just look at my career. I didn't cry in the blues. I didn't pick silly fights. I chose to be in both boogie and Talladega nights. That's right. I'm gonna reread that script about the guy who gets lead poisoning and then sues a major corporation. There's not a laugh in there. Yes. Okay, so there's no call or need for a Dewey Cox sequel. But what what would you like? I think it's very sad that they it's so self-contained. They can't really do anything else with it. I personally, I I would love it if they. Maybe if they could just make another album. They could certainly do, like, Walk Hard, like a concert movie. Like, more of a Spinal Tap kind of thing, where it's more concentrated on, like, yes, we're doing a documentary film about this gig he does in the 70s, or this tour that he did in the 70s or whatever. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, I'd be well up for that. Because I think the music is the strength of this film. and Mm. and, um... I would definitely concentrate on making the songs a bit funnier, I think. Uh, There was talk for a while, I think they are still talking about it, that they were going to do a a rap album in character as the two characters they play in Step. Deadliest catch without the crab. We're almost out of gas. Called the A-Rabs. I'm a pussy pirate. My name is Jack Sparrow. Take off my pants. She can see my flesh arrow. Make sure to wax. Use your mom's yeah. hair. You'll be amazed when I come in your hair. Pull up the anchor because we're leaving dry land. Get below deck with a tick in your hand. Do you not find that Beatles scene funny? Well... Even people who don't like the film like that scene. I didn't laugh, but I'm not saying it was... There's some amusing moments there. It was just like a bit... Yeah, it's just... It was like if you got like a first year improv class team to do the Beatles. Ding dong. Oh, look, it's two It's two of the Beatles. <laughs> Which two? Oh, hello, it's me. It's me, Ringo, and that's my mate, Paul. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> 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 You do a Scouse accent. I'm Paul McCartney. I don't even know. How do the Beatles talk, Alan? Ringo's kind of here. Well, you've got the Thomas the Tank Engine voice going on. That's fine. But... Paul's kind of up here, isn't he? He's a bit more kind of like that, yeah. Yes, guess. And then I was aiming to do some high-quality Beatles improv on the podcast, is what mm. I was aiming for there, Alan, but mm. you didn't really. 
So it's harder than it looks, isn't it? Didn't rise to the occasion. Let me tell you about a film. I thought of a film, a comedy that I, I remember just really, really enjoyed. I had a great experience watching it. I was laughing all the time. But it was one of those things. I'm sure if I've never watched it since. I'm sure if I did, it would not hold up at all. But I went when I went to the cinema, I was on my own. But there was this group of lads there, there five or six lads that were all together. And they were just in it. And they were laughing. And I just got caught up in that. Um, and it was Jackass 2. Oh. Uh, and I just got right in the moment with it. I'm sure if I watched it again, it wouldn't. Uh, but I think I, I do find Jackass very funny, though, so I'm sure I would enjoy it still. Mm. John Waters is very funny. Mm. Is he? <laughs> Jackass number two. <laughs> you see, it's called number two instead of two because that means shit. Do you get it? Oh, I didn't even get that. I didn't even really... <laughs> Subtle, subtle humor. That's what I like. The difference is, I I find it funny when something's like a satirical genre deconstruction mm. with good music and funny performances to prop it up. You just find it funny when a baby alligator bites a man on the ass, <laughs> and that's fine. Man gets hit yeah. in nuts by football. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think any film makes me laugh quite as much as the weird shit I find on YouTube. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But the stu- the sim- the Simpsons shit post stuff you laugh at is just completely <laughs> anathema to comedy as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if that's I don't know if I watch that stuff because I find it so funny. I think it's more that you can't it's more like it's some happening. weird it's more like some weird modern art project, most of that. It's not like the last thing I remember watching that I found hilarious, but it wasn't on at the cinema, was that Michael Bolton's big sexy Valentine's Day special on Netflix <laughs> that I told you to watch and you hated it. Yeah, as well, I tr- right? I watched I mean, got about ten minutes in I just thought. Oh my god, that is it's fucking hilarious. That is that is that is my sense of humor again. It's ah, oh, Alan. Don't you don't you think conceptually it's hilarious? No. But Santa has to. Michael Bolton has to save Christmas by ensuring that enough babies are conceived on Valentine's Day for there to be enough kids for all the presents to go to on Christmas. And so oh, you're gonna wanna do a key change, baby. Give it a So that's been Walk Hard, which has uh, gone into a discussion on the the merits of different comedy stylings. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please, I want to find I want to find something we both find funny. There's things we both like. Father Ted. We both laugh 
uh, when Calvin inadvertently says something racist. <laughs> yeah, so fair, he doesn't fair even realise that he's racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, is that? Are you not supposed to say that? <laughs> I would I genuinely, more than usual, would uh, like to hear from our listeners and see what they think of Walk Hard for those yeah. who've seen it. Uh, hashtag. Mm, hashtag. Walk ha ha. <laughs> If you think it's funny, <laughs> yeah, comment, comment. How do you like this film? Has it has this episode convinced you to check it out? If so, whose side are you on? Team Alan, Team Sol. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, we both agree is funny. It's the film we're doing next week. What's that? Shaun of the Dead. Mm. But is that funny? Is it? It's funny, but that's not its kind of central purpose but it's definitely funny definitely a comedy is it yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty scary well it's definitely not scary i was too busy shitting myself (laughs) to laugh personally alan clean that up before we start next week uh yeah so come back next week for the first in our three-part cornetto trilogy what do you call it Sol? like i call it the blood and ice cream trilogy which is what i think it's what i think edgar wright called it before they like decided on an official name before, I think officially before the cornetto the... people came in with their big ice cream money <laughs> and bought them out. i think officially it's the three flavors cornetto trilogy now but mm, so we'll be doing Shaun of the dead hot fuzz in the world's end over the course why? of three weeks why because the people demanded it so the people who pay our wages and by our wages i mean our website bill <laughs> uh, yes the patrons uh, from uh, patreon.com forward slash dim returns where you can support the show for just one dollar a month uh they uh, they picked it they voted for what they wanted and uh, it was the edgar wright trilogy thing the attackers can be stopped by removing the head or destroying the brain any zombies out there don't say that what that what that Dead words, don't say it. Why not? Because it's ridiculous. Alright, alright, alright. Are there any out there? Oh, no, there they are.